but you of living in the zone of miracles as we love one another. Amen. <laughs> zone of miracles. Living the zone of miracles. We learned last week that, you know what, what God did. Our God is able, he's a God of miracles. He can cause a baby to grow in the womb of a, of a virgin. Eh? He's a God who can change you. The one who was called barren, eh? to be called fruitful, to be called a mother. That's our God, a miracle-working God, and we believe in him, and it's his desire that you continue to live in the zone of miracles. Amen. Hallelujah. So the children of, of, of God left Egypt. They left Egypt after experiencing miracles that worked against the Egyptians. You see, God is not only the God who, who works out miracles for you, but he proves himself to be God, even to your enemies, even to those who do not believe. Eh? When they went to, to, to Canaan, they experienced a life of living in the zone of, of miracles. Hmm? Miracles that they experienced were not working against them like he did against the Egyptians. They were working for them. Can you imagine if you are an Egyptian and you wake up in the morning to see you try to, to you open your tap and instead of water, blood flows out. And then the following day, you try to sleep. There are f- frogs all over you. You open your cupboard, there are frogs everywhere. And then the next time you wake up, you, you see lies all over. Miracles, yet miracles working against those who have made themselves the enemies of God. The Egyptians saw, saw a lot, you know, all the plagues, the, 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 the flies, the locusts, the whatever, you know, all those miracles that ultimately the miracle of, of their, 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 their firstborns. And ultimately when Pharaoh saw that and said, okay, let me release the children of Israel. So God is a God who is working for you, who's protecting you, who's keeping you and proving to others that he is a God of miracles. That what seems impossible with men, with him, it is possible. Amen. Psalm 105, and we read verse 37. Psalm 105, verse 37, he said, Then he brought out Israel with silver and gold, and there was none among his tribes who stumbled. In King James, he says, he brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Good news said, then he led the Israelites out. They carried silver and gold, and all of them were healthy and strong. Another version, he brought the people of Israel out of Egypt. The Egyptians loaded them down with silver and gold. From among the tribes of Israel, no one got tired or fell down. You see, God, God is a God who prepares us. You see, he knew that the children of God had, had the, the children of Israel had a long way, yeah? had a long way to go. So he made sure that they were in good health and they were strong. And there's a God who prepares you. And even as you go into celebration, God knows that there's still a year before you. 2020 is still there before you. And God is ready to give you some stuff that will sustain you. 
He knows what you're going through. He's going to give you the stuff that will sustain you through your circumstances. Remember when he gave uh, uh, Elijah some food? He said, eat for the journey is too long. Eh? So you've got to be ready to eat. So it was the same with the Israelites God gave them. The Bible says here they were loaded with silver and gold and none of them was feeble. They were strong and healthy, ready to hit the road. And I believe that's the miracle that we need to embrace to say, Lord, I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm ready for you. Hallelujah. So they received favor from their oppressors. God took away all sickness from them. That's why he says, none of the diseases that you see on the Egyptians shall come upon you. So it's for you to embrace, to release your faith, to say, Lord, I believe you are the God of miracles. Eh? I believe you, I believe you, I believe you. So I embrace it the same way. Look, we are talking to people who didn't nod, who are not in the New, the new Testament. Hmm? Their testament is... is Absolute, you know, they, they, they were chosen by God. But as for you and I, eh? through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have a covenant with God. How much more if God could perform these miracles to them? How much more to us? We who are special, a royal priesthood, a peculiar generation. Hallelujah. Now verse 38 says, Egypt was glad when they departed for dread of them had fallen upon it. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light by night. So God gave them air-conditioned tent, he say. Hmm? He gave them a cover. So God was saying, no, I'm not going to leave you. I know you are traveling. You are working through this desert. But look, Ronare wanna the air conditioner today we think it looks start down no 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 right in the desert huh? he spread a cloud for recovering yeah the cover protected them from the scorching sun of the desert the cover also gave them heat by night so the same cover was hitter in the evening in the desert it's very cold in the evening yeah so the same cover was heater. And then as they walked during the day, same cover was an aircon. That's the God of miracles. Hallelujah. And he wants you to live in that. And that shows that nothing is impossible with God. The same God who can give heat can give cold. So you have no point of, of failing God. When you are in him, you know. That is why he said to Moses, say to them, I am. What is it that you want? If you want light, if you are in the dark, he says, I am the light. Huh? If you are hungry, he says, I am the bread. If you are thirsty, he says, I am the living water. So the I am is there for you to can give you whatever you need. So when, when they needed heat, he was there covering them with heat when they needed cold. He was there to cool them down. Hallelujah. <laughs> so he gave his presence to guide them. Eh? He protected them. In verse 40, they asked and he brought quail and gave them bread from heaven in abundance. If you think beggar, Kim Beggar and McDonald knew it. 
He started there in the desert. <laughs> Whatever they ordered, God provided. When they wanted meat and bread, God gave them. Eh? They had chicken and, and a chicken beggar hmm? from, <laughs> from heaven, right in the desert. God can provide chicken beggar right in the desert. So whatever desert you are walking in, if you believe in the God of miracles, there's a chicken beggar for you in the desert. Hallelujah. <laughs> he is able to do it. Eh? He opened the rock. Today we, we, drink, we drink spring water. Eh? And say it's, it's bottled from the source. Hmm? But look at verse 41. He opened the rock and water gushed out from the source. Huh? It flowed through the, the desert like a river. That's the God of miracles. God who is willing to come through for you in your situation, in your lack. You don't lose heart. You don't give up on this God because he is able. Encourage yourself by this. You say, God, if you could do it for the Israelites, eh, if you could load them with silver and gold. You see, the Bible talks about the dread that came upon the children of, of upon the Egyptians. Such that when you, when you read other, other versions, I think it's in Deuteronomy or Exodus, I think. Where it says the women went to them and said, give me, give me your gold. Give me your silver. And the Egyptians, because they were in dread, they just took it out. If it was earrings or gold or the stuff in the articles in the house, they would just give them. There's a God of miracles. He will give you from your oppressor. Only trust him. Only believe him. Hallelujah. So when they were thirsty, God gave them water along the way. Verse 42 says, for he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. So he brought his people out with joy, his chosen ones with singing. Eh? Can we imagine the Israelites going out of Egypt? Eh? They went out of Egypt with joy, with singing, loaded with silver, loaded with gold, strong and healthy. And that's the way God wants you. What do you think? It's impossible. It's possible with God. Only believe him. See, you said you're looking today and say, uh, unemployment, ah, there are no jobs. There are no jobs. If God could rain a chicken beggar in the desert, God would rain your job. He is able to do it. If he could feed them, he rained the coil, he rained the manna, he will feed you. You will not go hungry. Believe you me, as long as you believe in this God of miracles. Hallelujah. You will live in the zone of miracles. Amen. So he brought out the people with joy. He brought them out with singing. Verse 44, and he gave them the lands of the nations and they took possession of the fruit of the people's toil. Verse 45, that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. So when they reached the promised land, they occupied houses they never built. They ate of the fruit that they never planted. Hmm? That's God, God of miracles. Yeah? He will give you some things you like. You ask yourself, you know, 
What did I do, Lord, to, to deserve this? And he will do it for you as long as you, you believe him. Staying in the house you did not build. Huh? When you don't have to struggle and think of the bank and think of the bond and think of the rent and think of, you know, but God led them. And they stayed in the houses they did not build. They ate of the fruit, the fruit of the trees they did not plant. Hmm? They were living in the zone of miracles. The good news is those miracles haven't ceased today. Do you believe? Living in the zone of miracles just requires your faith. All things are possible to them that believe. Do you believe that God can cause you to live in the house you did not build? That God can give you the fruit of the trees you did not plant? He is able. Hallelujah. So miracles are still available to us today. You can live in the zone of miracles. Amen. Miracles happen when God intervenes in our lives. And I pray that God would intervene in your life. Amen. May God shower you with his miracles. You see, we don't, we don't give up. We don't give up in saving God. That's why I was saying your, your, your circumstances are not the barometer. Yet. You can check whether God loves you or not. If you want to check if he loves you, just look at the cross. He loved you even before you could love him. So how can he love you and leave you to die in the desert? Hmm? He just wants you to believe him, to be obedient to him. You will live in the zone of miracles. Hallelujah. So believe that God will shower you with. Now look at verse 45. eh? He says in verse 44, he gave them lands. Lands of the nation took possession of the fruit of the people's child. That. What was the purpose? Huh? What was the purpose of God giving them? God allowing them to live in the zone of miracles. Allowing them to live in the houses they did not build. What was the purpose? That they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. So we don't use our freedom for ourselves. We don't use those miracles for ourselves to say, wow, God has provided. What a miracle. Therefore, I will save myself. Therefore, it's about me. No, he says that we might keep his statutes. God's purpose was that they would observe his statutes and his laws. So when God provides for you with anything as you're living in the miracle zone, It's so that his kingdom would be extended. When you say, wow, what a miracle. God has blessed me with a marriage. It it is so that you will keep his statutes and his commands. God has blessed me with a car. It's so that you will keep his statutes and his commands. God has blessed me with a house. So that you will keep his commands and his statutes. If anything... It's of selfish motive. It is not pleasing unto the Lord. If he gives you that house and we're struggling in church, there's no place where we can meet. The cell groups are struggling to have. Then you are not blessed that you might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Am I still preaching to somebody? 
If she has given you that car and you're passing the brethren of Abon or Marababa, I get again, but I can't stop. Is it for your own freedom? Can we love one another with what God has blessed us with? Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Read verse 4. It says, Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these 40 years. So God kept their clothes and shoes new and fresh. They grew with them. It was the right size for the whole 40 years. It was the right style for <laughs> forever. 40 years. If God could do these miracles for his children, he could do the same miracle for you. Eh? We can live in the zone of miracles. Hallelujah. Eh? Keeping your, can you imagine it? Eh? Keeping your clothes and your shoes fresh forever. Say, Lord, Egypt, you are parasites five. After 40 years, you are parasites five. Was I bury the same shoe? Yeah. And I wonder this one more fashion. Yeah. I mean, Ronan gave a reason. Yo, the other take a halligi, the upper man. Haggy changing, Yanaki. Because look, fashion is a hot trend dying this time and then. I get it. The other, I believe, fell up below or marry this thing. Hi, it's what a jumper landing. You feel like it's status. To say, yeah, I have this thing trend, but it's in a canna. That's funny, funny how fashion is. I think that's why that's why Mujimin Abatura got the same clothes. Because today you today you buy the the the, the bell bottom. Like say a bell bottom. I saw any generation here. Bell bottom, mouth, and my mother, We used to call it Tula, Tula, Tula Africa Borough Paper. Yeah? Keep South Africa because it was sweeping. As you <laughs> Tula Africa Borough Paper. As we walk, is cleaning behind you. Yeah. Hey, by the way, guys, your fly looks, looks. Good. We're improving day by day. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Praise God. Fundraise more, and we've got a bigger, bigger and a better one. Eh? But you get in there. Thank you. So, how to love Africa? What's that? Pototo. No, it's a skinny. Baby, it's a skinny gene. A generation before us, never with a stuffy. So, but think of it. Think of it. Some of you are hardly 40 years. Who's any fashion? It's a guy. That's another bit of 
but the miracle working God gave the children, the children of Israel from Egypt. They kept on growing and yet can we imagine the shedi ekolalowena? Huh? Would you know 10 years and now you are 50 years mara? Yeah, holalowena as you grow. Huh? It's really size five mara. Yeah, holalowena. The shoe grows and it's still fresh. It's still new. Because look, they are working in the desert. But God made sure that he provides for them miraculously. They never lacked clothing. They never lacked shoes. They never lacked food. They never lacked water. When they cried out to him, he was there to provide for them. How will he fail to provide for you? He is still the same God. Who's, uh, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he saw the need to provide for his children in the desert, he will definitely provide for you today. You will live in the zone of miracles. Amen. So the miracles haven't ceased. And now the Paul, the apostle, is praying for the church in Ephesus to receive the power of God. He says, is that power that will be able to make them live in the zone of miracles? Ephesians 3. It is that same power that will make you live in the zone of miracles. Verse 14. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. So God's family, when he talks about God's family here, he's he's including all who have believed, all who believe now, and all all who will believe in the future. Still the family of God. God is still the same. eh? For all from whom every family in heaven and earth is named. Verse 16, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you be rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work with us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. So he says that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be what? To be strengthened with the power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell. Christ may have a home, home in you. And when Christ has that home in you, there's no way you cannot live in miracles when Christ is dwelling in you. He's indwelling with his power in you. So, Paul is praying all of this that 
Our eyes will be open. We will come to realize that Christ will dwell in us, that we will believe this God. There's a power within us that is at work within us and that makes us believe this God of miracles. Amen. He says that we may be comprehend and understand, understand with all the saints, the breadth, the length, the height of his death. So God's love is, is a total love. It reaches every corner of our experience. Amen. He talks about what? The breadth, the length, the height, and the depth. Now, the breadth covers the worth of your experience. Yeah? The, love, the love of God goes. You know, it reaches out to the whole world, but when you talk about, about you, what you have experienced in love, that's how wide the love of God is. The length of the love of God how many years do you have? God has been loving you ever since you were born. That's the length. The love of God equals the length of your days. The height of his love. How many times have you been promoted? You have celebrated. You, have, you, know, you still have the love of God going. The height of the love of God. The depth of the love of God. Sometimes you go through mishaps. We go through challenges in life. We go, even when we, 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 we lose our loved ones, there's a depth. But the love of God reaches us into that depth. So Paul is saying, I want you to realize, I pray that you will comprehend with all the saints, eh? the breath, the height, the depth. Of the love of God. So God's love is total. There's no way it cannot reach. So even today as we celebrate the love of God, the love itself is a miracle. It's a miracle. Just to think of how God loved you, just in itself it's a miracle. So living in the love of God is living in the zone of miracle. Hallelujah. Because we cannot please him. When he says, when, when the Bible says God is love, and yet you decide to hate your brother, the Bible says you're a mother. So the love of God is not in you. So you will not live in the zone of miracles if you're walking in hatred. Because that's not the nature of God. And if you say we're believing in the God of of miracles, then we've got to take the character of the God of miracles, which is love. God is love. So you want the miracles of God? Just walk in love. Hallelujah. And he says you comprehend with all the saints. Because look, you'll never, you'll never experience love and you'll never give love when you're alone. You understand? I don't know. I don't know how. how. You, you know, that's why the Bible says then love one another. Eh? It's, not, it's not. You can't stay at home alone and, and say, I love one another. Eh? You, you can't show love until you see somebody. Even, even God Himself, for Him, John 3 16, God loved. The world so much that he gave. There had to be 
the giving and the receiving. He loved so much that he gave. So you can't say, yeah, I gave, I gave a zeni, I gave. I don't know how, how, how we, 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 but love one another. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so you will comprehend it with all the saints, with all the saints. When you go deep in your misery, when you go deep in, you will comprehend that love. If the brethren don't come and show you that love eh? in your depth. In the height, if you have been celebrated, if you're, you know, hey, this, this, this week, the thesis the, the, and it was like, yo, I'm an author. <laughs> he says, I'm an author. Look at your names there. You know, he did the dedication to us. And this is so beautiful. He was asking me, what color do you want? He said, okay, maroon and then have gold. So he's just like, yeah, I'm an author. So this week we were celebrating it that we received it. <laughs> this is, you know. So thank you. But imagine if you were not there, who was going to celebrate the height of the love of God in his life? So when we get elated, when we celebrate, somebody must be there with you to experience the height of the love of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And he says in verse 19, and you know the love of Christ has surpassed knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So when Christ makes permanent abode in a Christian life, he will be bringing the fullness of God into that. Because he says, Christ in verse 17, that so that Christ may dwell in you, may completely be at home in you. When Christ is at home in you, he's dwelling in you, then the fullness, the fullness of God. Can you think of this? The, the fullness, I mean the fullness of God in you. So the fullness of God creates a zone of miracles. Just like the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, it created a zone of miracles to the Israelites. That was the presence of God walking with them. But then they were experiencing miracles. Amen. Now, it's when Christ has taken a permanent residence in our lives, eh? In the lives of you as a Christian, that the zone of miracles will be experienced. When people have made Christ, when you have made Christ a visitor or a passerby in your life, hmm? if Christ is just a visitor, then you won't experience the zone of miracles. But if he dwells in you, he comes and dwells in you, eh? he comes with the fullness of God. And he dwells in you. And once you have the fullness of God in you, then it's so easy, the zone of miracles, because there's a miracle waking God living permanently in you. Don't allow Jesus to be a visitor in your life. Don't allow him to be a passerby. Let him dwell. Let him have a permanent residence in your life so that you will live in the zone of miracles. Amen. 
Now the verse that we like, verse 20, now to him he's able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. So when Christ comes, he comes with his power, his ability, his wisdom, his strength. Now that power works in us. There's a reason why you will do miracles. Amen. Miracles that are far above all that we ask or think. Have you ever thought, have you ever imagined? Hmm? See, because imagination, when you think of something, imagination goes beyond what your knowledge knows. Your, your knowledge is limited because it's limited to, 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 to what you know only. Eh? But when you imagine, you go out of the box of your knowledge. And as you think, as you imagine, God is able to do that which you can imagine. So you can go beyond your knowledge today to know that I earn so much and therefore I'm going to do this. And that's your knowledge. You are limited by your knowledge. But when you go beyond your knowledge and use your imagination and think of those things that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you may ask, all that you may think, all that you may imagine. So what are you imagining? What are you thinking? What are you asking? The God of miracles is able to do it. To do even beyond, even beyond that which you are asking, that which you are thinking, that which you are imagining. Amen. So that power of doing miracles is in Christ who is residing inside us. Now, if Christ is not residing inside you, forget about miracles. eh? Where will you get this power? Because he comes to dwell with you with his power so that this power will work in you. The miracle that you are believing God for. Hallelujah. And he says to him, be glory in the church in Christ throughout all generations forever. So Christ is to be praised throughout all generations because he's willing to abide that is to make a permanent residence in our hearts. And through our generations imply that this zone of miracles will happen through our generations. Where Christ come and dwell in our lives. Eh? It's happening through our generation. You know there are certain, certain silent blessings, I would call them silent miracles. But they are miracles. And if you don't live expecting miracles... You know, by Balobedi Barbara and Tokyo Buddha, it all Buddha. Huh? They all Buddha. Go the blessing somebody with the other Mara. They all Buddha because you don't, you're not living expecting them. If you know, you, 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 you don't intentionally see God in those things. Little things that we, we, we sort of concentrate on what we need than celebrating what we have. And yet our our God is a God of miracles. You know, as we were driving yesterday, we were thinking and thinking, you know what? We thank God we got this car and it has never given us any problem. And it's about eight years that we've been driving it. And we started thinking about, you know, Rafim, this car is about 10 years old. And she's been driving it. You know, these are blessings that we're like, it's like it's normal. It's life goes on. Eh? And you don't even see the miracle in it. 
We have been working for 40 years in the desert with the same clothes. But you fail to recognize that God, you carried me for so many years. Eh? I think Christ, Christ, I am routine. Yeah, in 2007, I think. So 13, 2007, many years? 13 years. And it's been going without any problem. You say this is a miracle. These are some of the silent blessings that we think, hey, you see another car passing and you feel, I want this car and you forget to celebrate. To celebrate this one that you've been having. So if you intentionally want to see the miracles of God, you will see them every day in your life. And sometimes you need to be exposed to go to, if you go to a hospice, you'll, you'll learn to thank God. Just for waking up. You will see it as a miracle. And once you count those little miracles, you'll be growing into bigger miracles. But if you don't acknowledge and see things around you to say, Yo, Mudim, I can touch, I can, you know, these little things. It's a miracle that I woke up. Hundreds of people did not wake up this morning. I woke up, Lord, another miracle. I see the rising of the sun, Lord, another miracle. So some of these blessings, some of these miracles are like sleeping miracles. Sleeping blessings that want you to awaken them to say, wow, you are a blessing. For me to have breath in my lungs, eh? it's a blessing. It's a miracle, Lord. You have done it again. I can wake up. What a beautiful morning. To wake up and sing, it's a beautiful morning. It's a beautiful day. Walking with Jesus. He's not a blessing. Just waiting for you. It's a beautiful morning. It's a beautiful day. It's a miracle. Somebody cannot see it. Somebody cannot even sing. Somebody is in the life machine. Somebody can breathe on his own. You are breathing on your own. Can't you just thank God for that little miracle? When you believe in God for more miracles, appreciate to live in the small miracles that are there in your life. You could come to church this morning. It's a miracle. You had food on your table. It's a miracle. So thank God for those little miracles. Allow God to work miracles in your life. Amen. May the fullness of Christ in your life manifest the zone of miracles in every area, every area of your life. See, it's a miracle when you get born again. It's, it's a miracle. When you think of the change of life, how God, how God can just make the way to bring transformation in the life of a person. It's a miracle.
that you were going to hell. You were condemned for hell. But just hearing and believing the word of God, it caused, it turned your destiny. It's a miracle. That you can come before God and say, Abba, Father, you did not deserve it. You were grafted in. It's a favor. It's by grace. It's a miracle. That your name is written in the book of life. You have given your life to the Lord. Heaven knows you. God knows you by name. God has numbered the hairs on your head. It's a miracle that you need to celebrate. Just for you to be here today, think of your friends, think of your colleagues, how many people you have buried. But you are here today. It's a miracle. And God is doing all these things so that you will believe him even for more as the God of miracles. If he could part the Red Sea, what is the challenge before you? If he could provide manna and quail, chicken beggar in the desert, will he not provide your need? Will he not clothe you? And that is why Matthew says, you look at the beds of the air. Look at the lilies of it. If he could clothe them, will he not clothe you? If he could, he could give them clothes for 40 years, having kept them fresh and new, will he not look after you? I want you to open your eyes and start seeing the blessings. Start counting the blessings. Intentionally see a blessing in everything. When you wake up, say, Lord, I thank you. There is somebody out there. But now I have shared. When food is said before you, say, Lord, I thank you for this food. And I thank you for the appetite to enjoy this food. Because there's somebody with a lot of appetite but without food. The appetite is there but the food is not there. Yet there's somebody lying in hospital now with the food that trolling, you know, the troll is there bringing food every few, few hours to say here's tea for you, here's bread for you, here's a dessert for you. The person is lying on the bed. The food is there but the appetite is not there. So when you have both the food and the appetite it's a miracle. Thank God. Not just for food but for the appetite to enjoy the food. You can live in a zone of miracles every day if your eyes are open. Because sometimes when we're preaching like this, somebody's looking for this big miracle. You will wake up and you win a lotto one day. Eh? It 
will not happen until you open your eyes to the little blessings. When you see your children, somebody, there's a couple that is barren, that is crying, only if we can have one, one child. And you are looking at your children like they are not blessings. It's a miracle that you have a child. You don't even know how your child was formed in your womb. Some of you, it's a miracle. The doctor has given you a report. You don't even understand today how you gave birth to that healthy baby. It's a miracle. Count your blessings. You will realize that every day you are stepping in closer, stepping in closer, stepping in closer, and living in the zone of miracles. Every day, every eye closed, every head bowed.